0: Back everyone to episode sixty-eight of the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Joe. I'm Jake. This week we're going to be talking about winning the battle for self-control, and this kind of dovetails off of a few of the topics that we've talked about recently in terms of setting goals and uh, seeing them through. This is kind of pointed to help you stay on track, and you know things you can do if you're someone who struggles with, you know starting something and seeing it through we can all start stuff but a lot of times we have difficulties seeing those things through to the end so hopefully with this topic
1: ain't that the truth man. we
0: can uh you know help with that because i know it's something <laughs> i struggle with yeah i think it's something we all struggle with to a different degree but before we get into that anything happen this week
1: well for me uh this week was my school vacation so all i did was go to work And that's pretty much it. So I slacked off big time. But you know how last week I was starting to slack with my going to bed at 10 thing? Yes. Yeah, well, it all culminated into an evil satanic ritual the other night.
0: (laughs) So it's completely derailed at this point in terms of...
1: I started again last night. Oh, did you? Okay. Now that school's in session again. But yeah, so what happened, listeners, my dear listeners, things started to get crazy. I went to bed at insane times for someone my age I'm talking 11:30 p.m. What? 12 a.m. What? Yeah, crazy. Are you okay? So for two nights in a row. And I told Joe this already. I just thought it was interesting. Worth saying. Two nights in a row, I'd find myself like semi-conscious staring at the ceiling but still kind of half sleeping. And, and I would finally wake up enough to be like, why are my eyes open and why am I staring at the ceiling? And then just, you know, flop over and go back to bed and have another hour of really light, restless sleep. One night in particular, I was telling Joe about this. I thought I had a window on my ceiling through to see the roof and i could have sworn i saw people moving on the roof and i even though i knew that that was pretty much impossible the fact that i saw it while still being awake enough to realize that it would be impossible was enough to freak me out so i kind of nudged adria and i was like adria hey is there and then she was like "Uh, what i said is there a window on the ceiling Are there people in here? At least that's what I thought I asked because the next morning she uh, calls me and I missed the call and then she ends up texting me. She's like, hey, do you know what you said last night? And I said, oh, boy, this is going to be good because I knew I had a rough night. She said, you woke me up by screaming that there was someone in the room. That's terrifying. (laughs) and That's not the first time I've done that to her.
0: Yeah, I uh, I go over occasionally during the week and have lunch at your place. Yep. And she was telling me about these dreams and how like you were freaking her out because you kept saying that there were people in the room or in the apartment and like what she's supposed to do.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, why are you telling her this? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird. I, uh,
0: I think it's interesting that you've started to have these hallucinations on a, like less sleep. Because this type of thing happens to me once or twice a month. Yeah. Maybe less now than it used to. uh, But like I would have these vivid dreams that would cross over into reality where like I would be dreaming about a spider and then I would wake up and be conscious and think there was a spider in bed. So I would just throw all the blankets off the bed and jump out and be like searching through the bed for a spider, fully conscious and aware of what I was doing.
1: That's so weird. So So you knew that it seems crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, there's
0: nothing there. But I still, I was like, I got to look. Yeah, it it could. There could be. Right. So it's just interesting that these have been happening to you on less sleep, because as we've talked before, I don't get a whole lot of sleep. So I'm wondering if that's related, like if, if if it affects us the same way or something.
1: Could be. Like I said, this happened to me for two or three nights in a row. Uh, that night was the worst of it. But seriously, it, it was stuff like that. In fact, the night after that happened, I was telling Adrian, I was like, I do not want that to happen again. I went to bed a little earlier. And I think I told you this as well. It was about 12.15 when I finally get to bed. It wasn't as early as I had hoped. Adrian was still <laughs> awake at that point for whatever reason. Wow.
0: Did she have to work the next
1: day? She did. Wait, no, this, was, this must have been Tuesday night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, I hope this doesn't happen again. You know, sorry about last night. I, I roll over and, and start drifting off into sleep. And then I open my eyes and I swear there was something leaning over me, staring at me. And I went, oh, I freaked out. I did something. And then it prompted Adria <laughs> right. to be like, what's going on? I said, and then I got so mad and, and sad. And I was like, it's happening again. <laughs> I looked at my, my phone and it was 1230. So in 15 minutes, in the first 15 minutes of my sleep, that happened. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, it happened again. I just want to have a good night's sleep. <laughs> The idea
0: of you just being like so just defeated. I was, I was mad uh, and sad about it. I'm so sad. There's nothing you can do. I just want to sleep. I'm so sad.
1: (laughs) But after that, it was fine. Those couple nights. And then it's everything's been great. I went to bed at 10 last night. 10 to 6 was great. In fact, actually, I'm talking way more than I expected to. I got a sleep app, which I think you may have mentioned a while ago. I think I did
0: mention... You told me one of these stories, and I said maybe get a sleep app and track... Oh, like, yeah. So you're I go up. Yeah. And... Is it one where you like put your phone under your pillow or something? Well, I
1: put it right next to my head on my nightstand. And that's where it recommends it. Oh, on, your, it. on the, your nightstand? Yeah. Because it uses the mic. Oh. There are some that use the uh, accelerometer. By, like, yeah,
0: like the gyro in your phone or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well... I haven't got an analysis yet because you need five nights of sleep. Yeah. And tonight will be the fifth night. Oh. Okay. So I guess next week I can tell you what it is, but um the first night that I tracked it, it was all over the place. I hardly had any deep sleep, but it's slowly been getting better as I went to bed earlier. Huh. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's 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 interesting. Yeah. Do you fi- do you think that your results could be skewed? having adria in bed as well like if it's working i was off wondering of about your mic that. or whatever do you yeah think maybe it's picking her up
1: the app says that it doesn't it, it knows not to pick up someone on the other side of the bed which i figure to mean that it has a very very limited range right like it can kind of sense how close something is yeah in the sense that it has to be a certain decibel decibel right so even if adria wakes up or moves Unless she talks in her sleep, which she actually does she does that too, so
0: you've never told me any Adria talking in her sleep stories. It's really
1: never anything serious. She usually just says what the f a lot really she, she's always <laughs> very confused <laughs> and and she does she never remembers <laughs> like I walked in the room the other night uh what I do is she always goes to bed way earlier than me right. hours earlier, so she's right. in deep sleep by the time I get in the room yeah. And we'd have this thing where we don't actually shut our bedroom door. We just slowly um, close it enough until it hits the the door jam yep. or frame, whatever yep. it's called. So what I do every night is I slowly push the door open and to not make any noise. Right. And walk in. Well, the other night, this was actually last week. I was walking in using my phone as a light, making sure I didn't step on anything.
0: I do the same thing every night.
1: Yeah. And she was like, huh? what the F? <laughs> and she didn't even remember me. She didn't remember her saying that. Uh, but I thought she was awake. So I, I went up to her and I, I touched her, I, her leg. And I was like, oh, it's all right. It's just me. And that actually woke her up. And that freaked her out. Right. Because something was grabbing her leg. Right, right. And then it immediately caused her to have a Charlie horse. What? Because of the <laughs> muscle reaction of her like waking up all of a sudden and freaking out. Yeah. Then she was like, "Oh, ow. And <laughs> she had, had a Charlie horse for like 5 minutes." That's but horrible. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. Yeah, she she has I guess we both have sleep issues. Apparently it's not so. the greatest. She
0: needs 20 hours a night and mm. if you get any less than eight you start having these weird hallucinations
1: i know yeah yeah so again i'm gonna keep that up again i'm gonna do the 10 to 6 thing because i just don't want to have those nights anymore (laughs) dude i don't know if it's
0: completely related it it, it, i think it is to believe it it
1: because, because uh i think it's because i started sleeping 10 to 6 and my body got used to that and liked it so uh,
0: you just gotta not do it. Well no for because long it's enough. healthy.
1: It's just like it's just like the McDonald's I thing. Healthy, listen. Healthy. I had Mc- listen, this is the same exact thing, Joe. Okay. You regularly get like six hours a night. Yeah. I used to regularly eat McDonald's and my belly was like, I don't care, I can handle it. And now I when I eat McDonald's, I feel sick <laughs> because that's what you're supposed to feel. And that's how it is.
0: Yeah, I like last night I got I didn't go to bed till around 1230 and I get up at 530. Oh, my word. So, well, OK, I say I get up at 530, but I shut my alarm off a few times and normally get up around six. Yeah, I didn't get I So I went to bed 1230 and slept till six. So five and a half hours. I'm fine. Like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me. I get up and I go about my business and I'm OK. Yeah.
1: I would be sick all day. What do you mean with, sick? With five, like, sick, like nauseous, headache. And I wouldn't be able to do my work. All day. Huh.
0: I mean, I drink caffeine, so that's, you know, helpful. But I feel like 90% of Americans drink caffeine. So it's not like I'm, in. Right. A, you know, yeah. it's not like I'm that crazy or out there or anything like that. Yeah. And speaking of caffeine, I know I mentioned either last week or the week before that, about how I've been drinking zest tea.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is Still, the smoothest caffeine delivery I've ever had. I'm going to give you a teabag before you go home tonight so you can try it out and see if you notice. Because
1: do you regularly drink caffeine every day? Yeah, coffee every morning.
0: Do you ever get jittery?
1: No, because I don't drink enough of it to get jittery.
0: I mean, a cup of coffee has like 130 to 150 milligrams of caffeine. That's about an energy drink.
1: Yeah, it doesn't affect me because I've I've I mean I've had ca- You've been doing caffeine it for a long every time. day. Yeah, it's like okay. we were just talking then about. Maybe you
0: wouldn't notice a difference, but like I would drink. I I don't for the longest time I didn't regularly drink caffeine every single day. I would drink an energy drink when I felt like I needed the extra, you right. know, the extra boost for, for,
1: for when you got three hours of sleep.
0: <laughs> right, and uh, it would always make me like nauseous and jittery because I was like I don't know. It was either the energy drink or the combination of other things in the energy drink and the caffeine whatever it was with this tea i never feel that so it's just pretty cool to see that consistently playing out and um you know that i can drink this and not feel jittery or sick to my stomach
1: oh well that's good man i also heard that you lost some weight
0: i am down to well last time i weighed which was last wednesday I was down to 189.8.
1: Where were you starting? I can't remember. Like
0: 201, 202. Wow. It was really the fact that I hit 200 that, you know, kicked me into overdrive. And the fact that I don't ever want to weigh more than our mutual friend Cody. Yeah. And he went on a diet. So like I knew- He did? Well, not a diet, but he'd been losing weight. Oh. So I knew that I needed to do something. So I'm down uh, like 10, 12 pounds- um, my goal is to get down into the one seventies Yeah. and I, once same. I get, once I get down to the one seventies and I'll relax things and go back to eating more normally. I don't want to go back to the way I was eating before.
1: Right. You'll just get back to 200. Right.
0: But I don't think that the way I was eating before was so bad that I'll instantly balloon back up to 200 if I resumed eating that way. Mm. Cause it took me a long time, like four or five years to go from 170 to 200. So I was basically eating barely more than my maintenance calories every day because I gained weight very, very slowly. So I think if I go back to basically eating like normal, but modify a few things, snack yeah. a little bit less, I don't think I'll gain weight. I think I'll stay right where right where I want to be. Yeah,
1: you're probably right. Like you can do the same exact diet on the weekend, but maybe on the weekday, like make one better choice and there you go. Right. I've been
0: eating, instead of snacking on salty food between meals, I've been eating a lot of like oranges and bananas Mm. and that, that makes a huge difference because if you sit down and you eat a few servings of chips until you're like not craving food anymore, that's like six or 700 calories, easy. Yeah. Or at least for me. I know a lot of people don't eat that many chips, but like I don't have an off switch. I'll eat them forever. But if I sit down and I have a banana and two clementine oranges, that's 200 calories, Mm -hmm. less than 200 calories. And I mean, I'm getting a lot of sugars, but you know, they're healthier. You know, it is real food. It's not a
1: processed food.
0: Exactly. And it'll fill me more so than a bag of potato chips would. Yeah. That's been another interesting thing that I've been learning through this is what foods are filling and what aren't. Because there are some foods that are low in calories, but they're not filling. Mm. Like watermelon. Watermelon's great and there's basically no calories, but it's water. I've
1: never felt full eating watermelon. Right. You can just eat (laughs) as
0: much of that as you want and you're still hungry. Yeah. Cucumbers are the same way. They're low in calories. Like an entire cucumber has something like thirty calories in it or something like that. Yeah. But it's not filling. So you really learn what fills you and what doesn't. Eggs are a great source of uh, protein they're low in calories and they fill you They're actually one of the most filling foods that you can eat mm-hmm. So you learn and you pick up on things and you learn what you can eat to you know not be quite so hungry between meals.
1: Yeah and you're still using my fitness pal right
0: I use my fitness pal to track my caloric intake. It works for me this kind of goes in the main topic for today so i won't talk about it too much now but i like i, th- I think something that helps me maintain self-control is stats like numbers mm. and being able to track progress over time won't get into that now i want to talk about it more during the main topic so maybe it's a good time to segue into song of the week
1: yeah absolutely all right welcome welcome everybody welcome back to song of the week
0: thanks for coming in sitting down <laughs> Go ahead and kick those shoes off. We're here to relax and listen to some
1: tunes. As you all probably know, this segment is when Joe and I both share a interesting song that we love that you might not hear on the radio. So uh, Joe, what'd you bring for us this week?
0: I brought a song that you won't hear on the radio. Oh, okay. It's by a band named Ninja Sex Party. What? NSP. Wow. So they have an interesting history, both of the lead singers or both of the lead band members, because one of them sings and one of them never says a word. Danny and Brian are part of a YouTube channel called The Game Grumps. They're basically a channel that does uh, Let's Plays and other content like that. Yep. Dan has always been into music and he's been in several different bands over the years. It actually wouldn't surprise me if you've heard him on another track, from another band and didn't even realize it was him uh but they formed the band ninja sex party back in i want to say like 2008 2009 or something like that and they are kind of a cross between tenacious d weird al and uh the lonely island they basically do like parody music and like comedy style rock yeah um but they, they do more power ballads and stuff like that than those other bands do This track, however, is not really a parody. It's a track that they took a little more seriously, and it's about how hard it was for Dan to fit in growing up. He always felt like he was awkward, or he was the odd guy, or the odd man out in his friend circle, and stuff like that. So basically, this song talks about having confidence in yourself, and realizing that everything works out when you're older and that you don't need to put so much weight into you know the small things that happen when you're younger because years down the road they won't matter um he goes back in time and he's talking to his past self about this so here's 30 seconds of danny don't you know by ninja sex party
1: I'd heard that a little while ago, but I did kind of passed it over and didn't care for it. And then I remember it came on my Spotify Discover list two weeks ago, and we talked about it. Yeah, and you're like, "No way, I have this lined up." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they they released a new album. Uh, was it, it must have been end of last year, and most of the tracks on it were parody tracks like they normally do, but yeah. this was like snuck in there as like a non-parody, more serious track, and it's my personal favorite that they've ever done. I think that they do a good job with parodies, but I don't know that Dan's voice fits very well for that genre. Not that he has a bad voice. I think he's got a great voice. And that's the I reason think, why? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's I, I too think good for it? Exactly. I think he just needs to... You know, there's certain there's certain avenues where his voice or certain genres, rather, where his voice just fits so well. Mm-hmm. And I think this song is one of those. Uh, that was the portion of the song that I showed you guys is right as the song was building up to like the final like hurrah of the song. It's much slower in the beginning. And it's just cool to see like the song build as it goes on. And there's there's still some comedy thrown in. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely there... some traces of comedy, but it's not like the full on parody that they do in their other tracks.
1: Yeah. yeah, I enjoy it quite a bit.
0: They're not a family-friendly band. I think it goes without saying, yeah. based on the fact that they call themselves Ninja Sex Party. So don't go playing a lot of their music around your kids. But if you are an adult and you enjoy bands such as Tenacious D and The Lonely Island, then you will probably enjoy Ninja Sex Party. All right. That being said, what did you bring for us this week, Jake, my boy?
1: All right. Joe, my boy. Mine is called Monster by Nicky Minjohns. Nicky Minjohns. No, it's by Dodie.
0: I like Nicky Minjohns way more. (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't have too much to say about this one. I just thought it was really interesting for my traditional reasons, just how simple it is and uh, not really weird because I didn't notice it was weird until we saw the video. (laughs) The video is weird. weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh but yeah, you know what? Just uh listen to 30 seconds right here. Are you still in there?
0: Well this ends bad then. We knew it would. So
1: we won't eat our words. Cause they don't taste good. I'm guessing that I've grown horns. I guess I'm human no more. I can tell I've rotted in your brain. How easily passion twists You think I'm a crazy bitch A thousand words are left unsaid Cause no one listens to the dead So I think the driving force behind the song Just that like Beep, 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 beep. And then that just very simple uh Marching drum I think you can call it Yeah, yeah is or yeah, Snare drum Yeah, whatever. snare, there you is go that, Like that's it Yeah it, That's all it is And then her talking And it's quietly and just like gracefully and it's simple and awesome
0: that's how all her music is yeah it's very simplistic i've
1: never heard i don't think i've heard any of her music besides this one this is the first one yeah but yeah you were showing me that she did this cool thing with uh she was releasing a video a day for a month or around a month and she kind of hid a new song in that video by saying one or two words in each video in a sing song way and then she ended up clipping them all together to create her song uh what was it, arms unfolded. Arms unfolding, yeah. Yeah. I think. And that was so cool. And talk about simplistic and minimalistic. Right. Check out that song if you like this one. That's just her she's like humming in the background. And it was just yeah, like it's a it's
0: literally mm-hmm. just her humming. A solid note. That was it. <laughs> and then her and singing then over her it.
1: singing and it was just good. Yeah. And it's, it's meaningful because you can tell that it's, it's not just, what's it called? Shallow songwriting. Not right. at all. No. So she's like cheap. definitely a- It's not cheap songwriting. Right, right. right. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of a more tame Bjork. Okay. I don't, I I can don't know see that. too much about Bjork, but I know that Bjork's like kind of crazy, like in a real, very <laughs> real way. Really? But she's, yeah, she, but like not in an aggressive way, but she, the way she thinks is just like what? Is, how did you get there? Isn't
0: isn't her name spelled B J O R K? Yeah. I think the J is silent. Yeah, Bjork. No, I think it's just said Bork.
1: No no, I don't think so. You're if you say Bjork, you're like pronouncing the J as a Y. Yeah, well no, it's not silent.
0: I thought it was.
1: No, you, that's how you pronounce the J where she comes from. Is just yeah, it's Bjork. Oh. Yeah, I'm like Ninety nine percent sure. I could have swore that, like, I'm positive like, actually.
0: Like a baby Bjorn, you don't say Bjorn, you say born.
1: No, you say Bjorn. <laughs> the, the the yeah is just very. It's not called a baby Bjorn. I think maybe... It's just baby. I think it's just <laughs> called a baby born. I'm just messing with you. Unless I'm wrong and it
0: is called a baby Bjorn, then I'll feel foolish.
1: I maybe the people. Um, I don't. I don't think it's Swedish. It's...
0: It is a Icelandic. baby Bjorn.
1: It's Icelandic.
0: What's a baby Bjorn? Now I gotta look and see what this is oh it's a little thing you wear on your back for your baby what where did you even if this baby that you have is bjorn you wear it on your back is that how you what? say it look see the see the logo baby baby bjorn
1: baby bjorn yeah baby oh and bjorn. that is swedish okay but she's icelandic i didn't realize that you said the j yeah you do I feel like a fool well i've always said it's it just baby a born. soft y and a really quick yeah huh. sound. all right well i'm the fool it's okay. We all are sometimes. <sighs> Isn't there a song? I mean, there. of course there is.
0: There's got to be a song. <laughs> what a silly question. Welcome back, everyone, to the main topic of the Jake and Joe show. Yes, I'm we all Joe. took a little break there. I'm Jake. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 68 of our show. This week, we're going to be talking about... No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I mentioned it earlier on in the episode, and we kind of talked about it a little bit when we were just kind of chatting about our week um, about the idea of maintaining self-control. And I think that this is an important topic, especially in this day and age, because of how many stimuli there are around us at all times I mean we've always got our phone in our pocket that's always a source of entertainment we've basically got a tv in every room in our house at this point we've got smart devices and computers and you know we work on computers at our places of business we've got headphones with music and just an overabundance Mm -hmm. of things that we can interact with and distract ourselves with so I think that it's important to talk about how you can maintain self-control in a world that's designed to break your focus. So I did a little bit of research and I came up with a few, or I didn't come up with all these. I came up with, I I have four things here and I came up with one of them. Uh, Three of them I read about in an article. Um, They're fairly obvious, but I think it's important to reiterate them and remind ourselves of them because, I mean, like I said, we're in a world that distracts us, so it can be easy to forget these things. So before we get into those things, I just want to ask you, have you ever yes. struggled with like self-control and, you know, forcing yourself to stick to a goal that you set for yourself? It's easy to to define goals, which we've talked about in previous episodes, but yeah. sticking to those is an entirely different thing. So have you ever struggled with that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the first thing I think of... When you say it's self-control, my thought goes to food right away, instantly. Because that's that's a big
0: vice for a lot of people. It
1: is, big time. And it's not really considered a bad thing because it really isn't at face value. But it is when you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to maintain a certain body. For me, I'd say one of the biggest things I like to try to do was, I used to be able to explain this better, but I kind of separated myself, my mind from my body in the sense that I stopped saying, I found it helpful to stop saying I'm hungry and start saying my body is hungry.
0: We're hungry.
1: Because we are legion. (laughs) Because then it, it kind of created the mentality of my body thinks it's hungry because this is what it's used to right um a good example of that really is recently over break i i slacked on dieting and it wasn't long before i was just hungry constantly just like i always have been just no matter what i eat i'm hungry and when i eat something i'm even hungrier because my body's like more more (laughs) you need to get back to 220 pounds and you're shriveling away. <laughs> yeah, you're shriveling away. As I can still grab my stomach. <laughs> you're flapping about. <laughs> yeah, you're basically my cat. Yeah, basically I'm. Henry. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically my experience. I'm sure we can go into that a little more.
0: That's interesting because that's not something that that's not one of the four things that I had written down here. Separating mind from body, and I think that's that could be an effective method for a lot of people. Mm. Um, there's you know self control is giving up immediate pleasure for long-term pleasure yeah like, great you know, definition realizing goals down the road and i think that separating your mind from your body can be a very efficient way of achieving those things because you're not letting your body control you basically yeah like in terms of weight for sure that's that's mm-hmm. the big one um that and smoking you know,
1: i bet i'd, I'd yeah. imagine yeah.
0: Yeah. I bet that's another good thing. And I actually have smoking written down in one of my further examples, but just being able to tell yourself, like you said, my body is the one that's hungry. My head's not, I'm right. fine. Like, and I think having a, that physical separate or not physical, but that mental separation makes it easier to keep yourself in check. Um, cause if you don't, if say you weren't thinking that way and you're hungry, you're immediately just going to go get food right. because your body is like in Because control. you're
1: listening to your body. Right. exactly.
0: But I think, I think that's pretty cool and I hadn't thought of that. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So the first thing that I have written down here is commitment devices. So basically what this means is rewards for sticking to what you want to do and punishments for not sticking to what you want to do. So both sides of this, uh, positive rewards and negative rewards. So, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, if you, you know, lose 15 pounds, like you want to treat yourself with an ice cream sundae or something like that. But this goes further than that. It can go, you know, as far as like, I don't know, buying yourself a new pair of pants when you have shrunk down a couple of sizes or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, things that you can only do because of the goal that you set yourself that's what these pants are are they really
1: <laughs> yeah i, I did m- notice when
0: you came in that they looked like slimmer than what i'm used to seeing you wear well
1: one is because that we i just washed them for the first time uh, okay so they are uh, <laughs> a little bit more than slim they're like super slim right now but that's exactly what i did when i bought that that quarter zip as well yep I, yeah this was a while ago right that was the absolute best positive reward I could do. Right. So I know that that works.
0: Right, because if, if, you're, if you're giving yourself an ice cream sundae for losing 15 pounds, that's kind of like the opposite of what you should be doing. Well it's
1: treating yourself to something that you it may is, be missing.
0: It is, but it's not something you can't do without achieving your goal. Right. Like you could just go out and get an ice cream sundae at any time. You couldn't go out and get a smaller size pair of pants and fit them comfortably. Right. So you need to reward yourself in a way... That shows you okay this is what i was working on this is the reason that i set this goal is you know so i could fit into smaller mm. clothes or so i could wear that bathing suit that i've been wanting to wear you need to positively reward yourself for meet, meeting your goals
1: absolutely i i bought a speedo the other day and i'm really looking forward to fitting <laughs> oh, I myself can't into wait. that can't wait to see you in that this <laughs> summer
0: we're gonna post some pictures to instagram bigfoot sure.
1: sighting <laughs> that would be terrifying
0: <laughs> we wouldn't even be able to see the speedo <laughs> You'd come out and be like, "You guys like my new speedo," and we'd be all, <laughs> "Who are you? Where is my- it?
1: <laughs> Who are you, and what are you doing, Jake? Bring him back." Yeah, I gotta say, uh, negative rewards will will punishments for backwards action. I guess is how you can explain that. Yeah, is I don't, I I'm not good at that part. I mean, well, I, I don't know thing. if that's if that's realistic.
0: Here's the thing: I wouldn't be good at it either. And thankfully, there's a lot of students, and I think it was Yale, that realized they probably wouldn't be good at it either. Yeah. So they created this thing called STICK, S-T-I-C-K-K. It's a website that you can go to. And basically what it is, is it forces you to stick to your goal. And if you don't, you're penalized for it. Basically, how it works is this: you put in a goal that you want to accomplish, and you give yourself an end date. You got six months to lose 20 pounds. I know that's a, that's a little bit extreme, so maybe you wouldn't push yourself that hard. But anyway, then you put in a monetary amount, a hundred mm. bucks, and it charges you and takes away your money, your hundred dollars, yeah. and it won't give it back to you at the end of six months. If you haven't reached your goal, they charge you a hundred dollars if you don't reach your goal. So that kind of, it's kind of a way that forces you you, because you're like, Oh crap. Now I have to, it's not though, but it's 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 just your money back. Right, you're not actually gaining anything. You're just getting the right. money back that you are losing if you don't reach your goal. Yeah. So it's like a negative reward. If you don't get there, bye bye, one hundred dollars. It's
1: gone. Put your whole tax refund, in there. and there are <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> just have it auto deposited every year. If you don't reach your New Year's resolutions, then your tax return's gone. But
1: how do you okay? How do you prove your goal?
0: I think they have like people that work for this site. And you have to like prove to an actual person that you reached your goal or something like that. Maybe not. Maybe I I didn't read into it enough, but their their frequently asked questions page alluded to that. Like you would have to prove that you reached your goal because they, I mean, otherwise it's not really that effective. Right. Uh, But I thought that was an interesting way of, you know, forcing that negative reinforcement. Yeah. Through, you know, taking your money away if you don't reach your goals. So that leads into the second thing which the website that I got this from, and I'll definitely put a link to this in the description. The website that I got this from called the article, The Science of Winning the Battle for Self-Control. And I'm just calling this Winning the Battle for Self-Control because we're not really looking into it from a scientific point of view so much. Uh, But the second item here on the list is temptation bundling. What does that mean to you initially when I say temptation bundling?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is humble bundle. And then beyond that, temptation bundling keeping everything together all everything that you're tempted by together so that they aren't easily accessible you're
0: very close okay sidebar real quick uh this week's episode sponsored by humble bundle just (laughs) because it's what i
1: think of instantly
0: (laughs) head over there and uh sign up and receive a 99 percent discount on your first box with Jake and Joe show code. Jake and Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So temptation bundling is very close to what you said. It's basically allowing something you enjoy while doing something you don't necessarily enjoy. So, for example, a perfect example of this is have you been getting distracted from working out by watching a TV show? Only Mm -hmm. allow yourself to watch that TV show while you're working out. If you're running on a treadmill and you're watching... How to Get Away with Murder or Grey's Anatomy or whatever that other show is on ABC that my wife is addicted to. (laughs) Instead of, you know, binging 10 seasons of that, you could only watch it while you're on a treadmill. Yeah. Or, you know, any show or anything that it is. I mean, maybe it's not a TV show. Maybe it's, I don't know, coloring. If you've got an addiction to coloring in your coloring books.
1: You can only color while you're running on a treadmill. That you do, works.
0: you do sit-ups, and every time you sit up, you get to color for a little bit. <laughs> one, you, one crayon stroke. One crayon stroke every time. And, you know, so just basically bundling those temptations into an activity that's going to help you reach your goal. I couldn't really think of any others for this. I think watching TV while you work out is, like, the most yeah. obvious one. Right. I mean, a lot of people sit around and watch TV— And they complain that they don't have time to work out. Well, combine the two.
1: Yeah. In fact, watching TV while running on a treadmill has always been my favorite way of running on a treadmill. Because it helps you lose track of time. And that's extremely important because there'll be times in the beginning where it's like it's no big deal. But then there'll be patches where it's like, oh, man, this is rough. And you'll get a second wind. Well, it's so much easier when you're already focused on something because you can always tell yourself, oh, I just want to keep pushing through till the end of this episode. Yeah. And that's another thing that I used to do quite a bit and I'm starting to do again is give myself little micro goals while I'm running and be like, I really want to stop. Oh, but if, you know, I'm almost at 500 calories burned. So then when I get to 500 calorie burned, I looked at the miles and it's two point nine oh. So hey, oh wow, I'm so close to three, might as well hit three. <laughs> and I used to do that it, all the time.
0: Six AM rolls around and yeah. you've been on the treadmill and you've done like a hundred <laughs> miles, you're like, it really am well, a
1: tenth of the way to a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it really does help though. Yeah, I mean absolutely. it's insane. It's it's insane. But it's also very helpful. if you lose your mind for a minute, you can actually succeed quite well.
0: That leads into one of the things that I've always found really effective for me, yeah. Uh, which is, uh, you know, tracking stats or yeah, you know right. numbers over time that you can see changing over time. Which yeah. is why I, the only effective way for me to diet and to lose weight is to use my Fitness Pal. If I try to just you know keep it in the back of my head that I should be eating really healthy. I do such a bad job because I'll eat a salad for lunch and then I'll come home and be like, "Well, I ate a salad for lunch, so I'll just have like a bag of chips or something like <laughs> I'll that." I'll just
1: have an entire bag of chips for something. I'll just eat what this
0: entire pizza, like, and I'll be like, "This can't be that many calories." <laughs> oh yeah, that's yes, the biggest. That's the biggest thing for me is I, I would I always underestimate how many calories are in things. Yeah. So the only way it works for me is if I keep track and I keep a running total of how many calories I've eaten for the day. It's the only thing that works. And what that does is by using the app, over time, I get these cool bar graphs. And averages and charts and different things where I can see like my average caloric intake per day. Yeah. When I go over my budget for the day, how far am I going over? Like what's my average in that area? And it just makes things a lot easier for me because I like stats and they also give like a running total of how many days in a row I've logged in to my fitness pal. And I don't want to see that number reset and jump to zero. So I'm always making sure to get on there and log my food. And that just really makes it easy for me. So if there's anyone else out there like me who enjoys stats and statistics and seeing things tracked over time, and you've had difficulty maybe sticking to uh, your goal of losing weight, then give MyFitnessPal a shot. Or it could be something other than losing weight. It could be, uh, you know, how many miles you're riding on your bike a day.
1: Mm, How many pages you are into a book. Right, exactly. Like How many hours you are practicing that guitar, things like that.
0: Yeah how many chords you know on said guitar, that Mm. type of thing. Just something that you can keep track of and see an improvement, like an actual tangible improvement over time will make reaching that goal that much easier. Definitely. So this leads into the third thing from the article, which is changing your situation. So if you're in a situation where you're trying to write a book You've got a great idea for a book. You've got a story in mind. You've got a universe in your head and you just can't seem to write the book. Change the situation. There's obviously something going on in your life that is stopping you from reaching your goal. If you're having a hard time finishing a paper for school on your computer and you find yourself checking Facebook, close Facebook, get rid of it, block the site so you can't access it. Do something to change the situation you're in. If you... Find that every time you go to run on the treadmill in your basement, you walk through the kitchen and see a cupboard full of snacks. So you stop, like the little piggy you are, and eat bags upon <laughs> oink, bags oink. of like, <laughs> and eat bags upon bags of chips. Move your treadmill to the attic so you don't walk <laughs> through your kitchen. I know that's exaggerating, yeah. but the point remains. I mean, if there's something stopping you from doing what you want to do, remove that as an obstacle.
1: The first thing I thought of when you said change your environment was physically changing your environment Uh, i know that when i got into writing a little bit i would actually have to go to a certain spot because my mind registered that spot as my working space right so it makes more sense to me how people who have larger houses they have like a office well i guess this would be an office but for you, this is not enough. Yeah, office. maybe this is would, where I video yeah, game. <laughs> like, you would actually need, because you play games on this computer, for this to work for you, you'd actually have to build another system. Oh, no. Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, <laughs> it, it, just have it be a productivity machine and have right. a room dedicated for productivity. And it would actually help you because your brain would be like, I'm in this room. This is what we do in this room.
0: Yeah. I've always heard it said that you should never try to do anything productive in bed because you're in bed and your brain associates that with sleep. Don't try to study in bed. Don't try to do homework in bed yeah. because your brain associates bed, lay down time, sleep time. Mm. So you'll immediately, you know, not commit things to memory as well and not get as much done because you're in bed.
1: And on the flip side, you, you want to keep your mind thinking that bed means sleep so that right. you get a better so night's sleep. sleep. It. Exactly.
0: Yeah. In doing a little research on this point, I came across Uh, this app, or rather this extension for Google Chrome called Focus. Yeah. And basically what it does is if you have to do a lot of work on your computer and you can't seem to stay off of Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Facebook, those type of things, it will actually block those sites so your browser can't access them for 25-minute periods. Nice. And so every 25 minutes, it gives you like three minutes to do a few other things. And then it cuts you back off again. You have to go back to work for another 25 minutes. That's cool. So you... In the back of your head, you know you've got a little bit of a break coming up, so you stay focused on what you're doing until it allows you to do other things for a few minutes. Yeah. So that could be something that, you know, could help you if you're struggling to get your homework done or that type of thing. So the last thing that I have here, the fourth topic that I want to touch on, this is one that I came up with myself,
1: mm.
0: which is do it for someone other than yourself. And I know that this can be a great motivator for people struggling to get something done and this is where i have uh quitting smoking as an example written down if you have been trying to quit smoking and you just can't seem to kick the habit don't do it for you do it for someone else do it for your spouse do it for your kids do it for someone else in your life that it would benefit and that can make things that much easier
1: definitely it it kind of creates accountability
0: exactly it's it's easy to disappoint yourself because yeah. we're humans and we do it all the time. You might not even realize it. You might say, "I'm going to go get a haircut today." And then you just don't go get a haircut. We're quick to pass that off and forgive ourselves because who cares? It was just a haircut. But if a haircut's something that you need, if you tell yourself, "I'm going to go get a haircut because my wife likes it better when my hair's shorter or right. my kids can't yank my hair out <laughs> when it's short or something like that." Do it for someone else and it immediately makes it that much easier.
1: I agree. And if you can't do it for someone else, for for some reason, I think most people would be able to. Having somebody else with you in supporting you in some way is almost as good.
0: That's something I didn't even write down. Really? It's like having someone try to achieve a similar goal to you and working on it together. Mm. I don't know why that never even crossed my mind.
1: I always mention this. So I know I've mentioned it here, but when I first... The first time I ever lost weight, I was just like you, and I saw two hundred pounds, and I was like, Wow. I I, I thought I was one eighty something. I stepped on the scale, I was two hundred pounds, I was about twenty two years old, and I was like, This is ridiculous. That same day, or the next day, I ended up watching some like health documentary with my friend my friend who's also named Jake. And we both were like, wow, he didn't need to lose weight. But we both wanted to eat healthy, and I really wanted to lose weight. So we were like, wow, we need to go to the gym every day. And normally, like that's what everyone says at the end of right, a documentary right. like that. But we actually did it. We went to the gym every single day. And you know what? I'd say 33% of those days, I didn't want to go. But I had to pick Jacob.
0: Because he wanted to go.
1: Because he wanted to go to the gym. Hmm. If we only took one car, you had to go. Right. Because the other person wouldn't it's be able to go to the you. gym. And they're counting yeah. on you. So that made the world of a difference. If you limit yourself in that way, in, in a good way, then that's another great way to... Uh, right.
0: Yeah. And I didn't even write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write down some techniques that work for me and some techniques that don't one of the ones that i wrote down that works for me is competition yeah so i guess that kind of falls under this umbrella of oh, like geez. having someone to do something with yeah but you're looking at it in like a positive light like you don't want to let your buddy down for me it's like
1: you have to crush your buddy well you're you kind have to of right. compete and be better because when you said you're in the 180s i was like are you kidding me <laughs> like i was happy for you but i was also like are you kidding me right now <laughs> Like, I want to be in my 180s. So then I actually cranked up. That's why uh, I've only had, like, two cliff bars all day.
0: Wow, look at you. <laughs>
1: because I was like... Competition Dude. is one hell of a drug, yes. my friend.
0: <laughs> There's a reason that sports are so popular, because yeah. humans love competing. Yeah. And if that's something that works for you, then by Joe... Oh, yeah, use it, man. You use it. Yeah. Another... Technique that I wrote down that works for me is stat tracking and we already talked about that So I don't need to cover it one thing. I do want to cover real quick Is techniques that don't work for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that one of them is taking breaks Now I know a lot of people say like you can't go too hard or you're gonna burn yourself out That's not how I am if I don't go hard if I like if I take breaks and take time off from doing things I am way less likely to get back into them and continue doing them. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if I told myself I've stuck to my fitness pal and I've counted calories successfully for a month, I'm going to give myself one week off. I'm going to eat anything I want. I'm going to totally disregard my diet and just eat how I want for an entire week.
1: That's what I did last week.
0: (laughs) I would not go back to my fitness pal. I wouldn't at the end of the week. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep eating like this. So, I have to go hard. That's like, really I, hard
1: though. Like it's, it's what are you al- going to do? Cause you can't, you're, you're, you're at the same time, you're more doomed to fail in the sense that you might burn out.
0: I don't burn. I don't really you know? feel like I burn out so much as like, I feel like there's two types of people. There are people who will burn out if they go too hard. And then there were people who will burn out because they don't go hard enough. And it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a burnout. It's a, uh, like a, I don't know, a spin out or something like that, where you're, you know, you're not going hard enough or something and
1: you're not taking it seriously enough. Right.
0: I have to take things very seriously. And I think, I mean, I, I, an indicator of that is, you know, we talked about procrastination last week and how if I was given a project to do months in advance, I would do it a few days before I have a hard time breaking things up and doing them slowly over time. I do much better When I have to go hard and I have to do something and get it done all at once. I told myself earlier today that we would record the episode, I would edit half of it tonight and edit the other half tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. That, I can't. I told myself that, but it's not gonna happen. When I start to edit, I'm gonna edit the whole thing in one sitting because I just have a hard time breaking things up. Because you're already there and you're already doing it. Exactly. Right. So I think that goes hand in hand with, you know, accomplishing a goal. I can't take breaks. I have to stick to it. If I don't, I'm that much more likely to fall off the wagon. I don't know if you agree, if you disagree.
1: I I think that I can see how that's realistic and and everyone's different. So everyone's going to feel a different way about it. It makes me feel that there's probably, I think that's two ends of the spectrum. Trying so hard that you end up burning out because you don't take a break. And then... Not trying enough and then failing because you took a break. Like like either way, you take a break and you think it's because of the break. Mm. but it, it I think it might be for some people, it just might be the amount of effort you put in the whole time as well.
0: It could have to do with how easily you find yourself disappointed. In yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go so hard and then you fail... Well, right. ...that you're disappointed, that's burnout. Well, I don't... I'm not... I don't get disappointed oh. in myself easily. If I go so hard and I fail, yeah. I'm not as likely to oh, feel disappointed.
1: That's why I'm really good at taking breaks, then, because I feel so guilty. <laughs> I'm very, very hard on myself when it comes to this kind of stuff mm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, when I take a break, as much as I know that it's a good thing, I still feel guilty mm. and it drives me and fuels me to to take a fresh start. Again, like uh like taking a vacation from work, how when you come back to work, it's like, oh man, like that kind of sucks, but it's you got to look at it in the mentality of, well, it's it's a fresh start and I'm not bogged down by last week. Last week was fun, time to get back into mm. it.
0: It's not how I am. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Last thing I want to touch on. I know I mentioned that doing things for other people can help you accomplish goals. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. I know I talked it up. But you came up with it. Doing, I know. it's Which is funny that I came up with it, but it doesn't actually work for me. Oh, Doing something for someone else, I just like, <laughs> whatever. Like if you're disappointed in me, you'll get over it right? Like disappointment is temporary. So that, and this is, this kind of goes hand in hand with not being able to take breaks. Like (laughs) I disappoint myself, and I just don't care that I'm disappointed in myself. It's like whatever. And that goes hand in hand for like doing things for other people. Sure, you're disappointed in me now, but come on, let's be real. A week from now, we'll be good. It we'll depends be fine. on
1: what it is. I mean, yeah, you, you, you say you, that, you but you'll up, get over it. You brought up smoking. Like that's serious. You'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You, you'll be fine. When
0: i <laughs> <laughs> screw you, man.
1: <laughs> I'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs>
0: No, I'm, I'm I'm more or less joking when I say that, but I I there's part of me that's like that's not something that I can rely on. Yeah. is disappoint like other people being disappointed in me because it's your choice to be disappointed in me like whatever. Yeah. Don't yeah. be disappointed in me. Like <laughs> let me do me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a horrible narcissistic way to think, but let me do me. Yo.
1: I think, you know, that makes sense if if the situation is light. Like if it doesn't really matter, if it doesn't really affect that other person. If it does affect that other person, or if the situation is major to you, your health, and if someone cares about you, then I think that's a whole different story. But I can see that. Yeah. So in closing, I hope maybe we brought to light a few methods of keeping self-control in your life that you can use if we missed any that you like that really work for you let us know we'd like to keep talking about it this is the sort of thing that we've This kind of been the theme of season (laughs) season four four yeah i thought we were in three for a minute yeah so that's pretty much it i don't know if you have anything i don't left to say i don't
0: well don't be disappointed in me yeah i can't take it <laughs> that's
1: it man i'm gonna bundle just up let and joe cry. do joe just let me do me yeah so uh, i guess we're gonna close the show out thanks for joining us for another week join us next time same time same place
0: same place we'll be here in your car we man. never leave this room
1: that's right we just sit here in silence just waiting for monday night to record all right we'll see you guys next week Episode 69 coming at you.
0: Jake, that was a beautiful goodbye.
1: Yeah. Hold on, Joe. But no! <laughs> no! We forgot one thing. <laughs> we need a wise word. I thought of I I almost got you.
0: Oh. <laughs> you only almost got me because I got almost no, got you. Shoot.
1: Wise I, word. I was thinking of it too when you said closing. I'm like, oh crap, I gotta have to get have to get I gotta get Joe to say the wise word. Alright. Mm. Too bad. It's
0: your thing. You do it.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: About three minutes has passed in real-world time. I've edited out all the silence. He's shaking. He's shivering. (laughs) He's cold all of a sudden. The pressure. It's ice cold in here. Ten degrees. He's yawning.
1: (laughs) He's getting tired. (laughs) A word just ain't coming to him. Safari. Safari. I like that word. Let your life be a safari. Let all your self-controlled temptations run wild like animals Lions. in a safari.
0: lionesses, yeah. hippopotami.
1: And then be that poacher that shoots those temptations right in their faces.
0: And cuts off their horn. Illegally. For their ivory.
1: And post it all over social media.
0: Grind it up into a fine white powder and
1: snort it. Yeah. Teach those temptations a lesson. <laughs> Well, I guess that's a great note to end on. Yeah, I suppose. See you guys. Catch have you a next week. You are ruthless. Yeah, you don't give a damn about what I do. You think you're the coolest. Who would ever wanna be like you? You my heart in pain. Yeah, you don't have to admit